Hey family, in this video, I'm gonna talk about three common obstacles to discovering and profiting in your life's purpose, as well as a brief Q&A at the end. But let's get right into it. Here are three common obstacles. Before I get into those three common obstacles, let's first define what it means to profit. The main focus on this portion of the video is to talk about how you and I can profit in our purposes. The goal in life is to leave an inheritance for our children's children, to create such synergy within our lives that creates uh, opportunities for success that creates opportunities for our generations beyond us. And I want to quickly define what profit means before we get into the three obstacles that hinders us from discovering or profiting. It says profit by definition means to gain a financial or non-financial advantage or benefit from a particular endeavor or activity. It says in a financial context, it typically implies earning more money from an investment, business, or work that the initial cost or effort uh, or, or work than the initial cost or efforts involved. However, profit can also extend beyond finances and refer to any positive outcome or gain, such as personal fulfillment, knowledge, or satisfaction, depending on the context in which it's used. So when it comes to profiting, we have to understand that as we invest time and energy in a thing, the goal is to profit from that thing. See, all of our purposes are interconnected. See, when I talk about purpose, I'm not just talking about purpose as far as professionally or purpose when it comes to success. We're talking about holistic success. We're talking about profiting in your relationships, profiting in your family, profiting in, in all your endeavors. And it boils down to investment. The goal is when we are investing based upon or ultimately from the leadership of the Holy Spirit, then we're able to profit. See, at the end of every year, at the end of the fourth quarter of a year, my goal is to assess all of my assets, to assess all of my portfolios and ask myself, did I profit this year? I have to go to my wife and say, "Is there? did I profit from husbandhood? Did I profit from parenting? What I mean by profit is that I gained more. I profited more understanding. I profited more uh, 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 ability. I profited more. So as I made the investment throughout the years, I can then see that there was a profit in my marriage. That when I look at my marriage, I can say, we profited this year. We gained more trust. We gained more love. We gained more hope. We gained more resilience. We gained more. And when you begin to understand purpose along those lines, then you will say, I got to make sure that I profit in every area of my life so that I can be able to give God glory through it and actually add more to the story of my life. And so when you think about your purpose, you got to think about profiting. Is this worth my investment? Because all of us are reaping a return off of our investments. But the issue is we're investing in the wrong company. We're investing in the wrong kingdom. And when you begin to invest in the things of God and you begin to allow God to teach you how to profit and give you the power to gain wealth in every area, then you'll begin to see, man, the, 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 there's less sweat that, that now I'm profiting off the systems that I've already structured within my life. What system do you have in your marriage to ensure you profit? What system do you have in your parenting that's going to ensure that you profit? Because when you invest in your wife right now, even when it may seem inconvenient, or you invest in your husband, even when it seems inconvenient, then you'll begin to see success at the end, profit at the end. Now you've gained more trust. You profited more trust out of your spouse. You profited more love from your spouse. And then when you you begin to look at your children and you begin to see, hey, I really don't feel like investing this time in, in them right now, then you're going to see a deficit, not a profit. 
And so you got to think about your investments, your time, your energy, your priorities to ensure that you're making those daily investments and creating those systems that are sustainable. See, right now, I got to make sure I have a system in my marriage, a system in my parenting, a system when it comes to developing sermons and developing concepts and ideas that have systems in place that it, it, no matter what comes uh, through me, divinely inspired, is able to go through those systems to create profit at the end. I know that when God downloads a message in me or downloads, he's going to get a profit from it because I have systems to sustain. And so when you begin to think about your, your spouse your your children and start thinking about your health and start thinking about your mind and start thinking about all these different elements of your life that all helps with purpose the interconnectedness of it then my friend you will make better investments now let's talk about three common obstacles that hinders the discovery and the profitability in one's purpose number one lack of clarity <clears throat> the number one reason why individuals are not profiting or have discovered ways to profit in their different purposes is because of lack of clarity. It says this, some individuals may not have a clear understanding of their purposes or callings in life. Without clarity, it's challenging to pursue a purpose effectively. So in order for us to profit at the end, we must understand its purpose. God has an original definition of everything in our lives. God has an original definition for manhood, an original definition of womanhood, original definition of marriage, original definition of parenting. He has the original blueprints by which we should build upon. And when we begin to not go into our word and, and begin to find what the word of God says about how we should manage these roles, whether it's entrepreneurially or, or relationally, no matter where it is in your life, when we're not clear, we want won't draw near to profiting. And so if we really want to profit every year, we have to have a clear understanding of what the purpose is, what the purpose of a man is, what the purpose of a husband is, what the purpose of a father is, what the purpose of a woman is, what the purpose of a wife is, what the purpose of a mother is, what's the purpose of an entrepreneur, what's the purpose of a minister, what is its purpose in its original context from the person who created it? And so a lot of people are executing a purpose, but they don't have a biblical clarity about their purpose. There's a lot of people making a lot of money athletically, making a lot of money entrepreneurially. They're operating their purpose, but it's not God's way. And they won't profit at the end of it. See, the goal is for us to profit to the point to where our prophets prophesy to the generations beyond us, saying that we that, that what we're doing, what we did in our lives is echoing in our children's children's lives. And so we have to have clarity. What does the word of God say about every role you hold? Because every role you hold, every gift and ability and talent you have, God has an original purpose for which it will be best suited for you to profit from. And not profit like that you're, that you're making all this money. And, and we're talking about profiting the right way, ensuring that your children's children have a way, that you're able to say, hey, I just don't leave them a financial inheritance. But I leave them a spiritual inheritance. I leave them a mental inheritance, an emotional inheritance, a relational inheritance, a holistic inheritance that would keep them and sustain them holistically from the principles by which you lived by. Because now you become a monument that they can be motivated from because they know mom did it the right way. Dad did it the right way because mom and dad had clarity on what the word of God said, says about what it is that they're functioning in and the roles they hold. 
So lack of clarity is one of the main obstacles hindering people from discovering and profiting in their purpose. Number two, fear and self-doubt. It says fear, self-doubt, and insecurity can hinder individuals from taking the necessary steps to fulfill their purpose. These negative emotions can paralyze and prevent progress and profitability. So a lot of people right now, the reason why they haven't discovered or are even in a position to profit, fear and self-doubt, and just like it reminds me of the story of Moses when he was with God at the burning bush and, and Moses was trying to say that he that that who that I stutter and and and, and why would you use me to clear to clearly uh, give a message when I stutter when you begin to see that God said who made your lips see God loves to use people that most people deem not effective or efficient enough for a particular project. See, God cares more about having your heart. God cares more about having your hope so that you'll be able to fulfill at a high level, even in areas of insecurity. Do you know how many times insecurities rise? But I don't ride those insecurities. Do you know how nervous I get every time I speak, how I rub my hands before I preach, how, 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 how I stutter sometimes? But I have to realize that there's no fear in me. There's no doubt in me. Because if I have doubt, then what God wants me to give out won't come out. And so are you at a place, the reason why you're unfulfilled and you're not satisfied and you're not even in the place where you're thriving at your purpose to the place of profitability, it could be because of fear and doubt. But the Bible says he did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. Power. It is through the Holy Spirit that powers you. To empower others, because when you're powered by God, you know, when people have uh, uh, endorsements and they say powered by Gatorade or powered by Sprint or powered by T-Mobile or powered by whatever. That means that they their endorsements is empowering that individual financially to be a spokesman for it. And so <clears throat> when you realize that it's impossible, not impossible, but yet it's impossible to effectively execute your purpose God's way without being powered by God, then you'll begin to realize I don't need the spirit of fear because fear hinders power. That he has given me power, love, and a sound mind. That's the type of spirit God has given you. But because our souls are so contaminated and cluttered, it hinders that power from coming out. So could it be that the reason why you haven't discovered your purpose or got to a place where you're able to profit from it is because of lack of clarity or is it because of fear and self-doubt? Last but not least, a big one a lot of us <clears throat> struggle with are distractions and priorities. Here is a big reason why many of us are not able to hop into opportunities of discovery and profitability in our purpose is because we're distracted and we don't have good priorities. See, distractions lead to subtractions. So you need to be distracted from your distractions. And the number one thing that will distract you from being distracted is your purpose. That's why it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing, or what everybody else is, is pursuing. You got to make sure you know what you're doing. It says many people are distracted by other pursuits, priorities, or obligations that divert their focus from their purpose. Sometimes the demands of daily life can take precedence over pursuing one's purpose and profiting from it. So what's distracting you? Because whatever's distracting you is subtracting from you. 
Whatever is distracting you is subtracting from you. And now it's taking energy, it's taking emotions, it's taking everything that should be invested into your purpose as a husband, as a wife, as a mother, as a father, as an entrepreneur, as a minister, whatever it is that God has purposed you to do holistically from making sure you sustain mental, emotional, spiritual health. Is taking things away. That's why I haven't watched the full game. Now I did watch Deion Sanders game when they played. I watched the full game when they played. Uh, I think it was the uh, first game, but that was the first game I watched from tip off to the end because it's inspirational. But the reason typically I don't watch games and I don't watch full episodes of anything, I get bite sizes because I'm watching my full life. I take pieces of other people's life. But I watch my full life. I'm observing my full life. I'm watching my episodes. Every day is an episode. And I'm watching my life. I'm watching over my life to make sure, am I making the right investments? Am I doing the right thing? And not all episodes are going to turn. Not all episodes are good. Some episodes, there's challenges. Some episodes, there's there's uh, there's uh, 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 things, insecurities, stuff like that. But I'm watching my life. This is my life story. This is my 30 for 30. <laughs> this is my documentary. This is my docu-series. Because I don't want to be distracted watching all these different things or watching other people's lives that I'm subtracting from my wife. I'm subtracting from my daughter. I'm subtracting from, from the order that God wants to order my life after. Keep me from profiting. Because I rather watch. I told myself, I, I don't want to watch a full game. I don't want to get caught up in that until I fully got to a profiting level holistically where I can really did invest. But until then, I said, why am I going to watch these people make millions? And I ain't made a million yet. They're in their purpose, so entrenched with their purpose. Now they've been enriched by their purpose. I'm not going to sit there and invest, paying attention, paying time and energy into something that's not profiting me holistically. Now, here are some points that spell profit. To guide you on how to profit in your purpose, God's way. Real quick, I'm going to answer some question. Number one, P, prayerful guidance. In order to position yourself to profit in your purpose, you have to seek God's guidance through prayer to understand your purpose and direction of life. You have to be in constant connection with the one who knows your purpose. If you're not connected, how can the dots be connected? If you and I are not connected to God, how will our dots get, become connected? So in order for me to discover and profit my purpose, I got to have prayerful guidance. I got to pray without ceasing. Seek God's guidance through prayer to understand your purpose and direction. You just It's not good enough just to know what your purpose is. You have to understand your purpose uniquely. See, my purpose to speak is uniquely different than other people's purpose to speak. I have a different audience. I have a different way of delivery. That's my purpose. I just don't need to know that I'm a speaker. I have to understand how God wants me to speak in order for me to profit each week. And I got to understand what is God's purpose. I got to understand the purpose of a husband. I have to understand the purpose of a father if I truly want to prosper and profit from it. Number two, our righteous living. If you want to profit God's way, this is a caveat to those who are profiting. You are a highly successful individual. Your, your businesses are making millions. You are entrepreneur of entrepreneurs, right? You're highly successful, but you bankrupt in heaven because you didn't make it the right way. Even if you did everything right, but it's not right in God's eyes. 
because there's no righteous living. It says, live a life aligned with God's morals and ethical principles, making choices that honor him. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. If you truly want to profit to the point to where nothing can, can uh, 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 affect those profits, man, you got to make sure you're living right before God because the devil's going to use any loophole, open door to, to steal those profits from your children's children. Oh, opportunity seize. You must seize opportunities. Be alert. If you want to profit God's way and your purpose, you have to be alert to opportunities that align with your purpose and take action when they arise. Opportunities are everywhere to profit in your purpose, to, to profit in every purpose of your life. Opportunities are everywhere to, to help you overcome, to, to give you more strength, et cetera, et cetera. For time says, keep going. I'm going to do more of this in my program. I talk about this in my program. Uh, I got new titles for my program. We're relaunching in October. I have a mindset program called Resilient. The goal of this program is to get you to a, from a mind that's rotting to a mind that's resilient and that can thrive and be a great asset no matter what obstacles you face and no matter what you're challenged with. The next program is called Fulfillment. This program is for those who want to discover and pivot into their purpose and learn how to profit in it. This level of program is for those who are new to, to purpose and, and have been pursuing a purpose for a while, but they just really need to make sure they refine some things to make sure they profit in their purpose in every area. Fulfillment Elite is for those who are highly successful, high fulfilling, high achieving entrepreneurs, executives who are profiting professionally very high level in their purpose, but they want to make sure they align their family life, their health life, their relationship life, all the er other areas to make sure they're aligned with God. If anyone knows programs for you, I'm redoing my website right now, but make sure you message me either, anyway, and the new website, new information will be out shortly. But let's keep going. Uh, 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 F, faithful commitment. Stay committed to your purpose, even in challenging times, trusting in God's plan. If you want to be profitable, you got to be faithful. Next, I invest in others. Use your talents and resource to serve and bless others. Following Jesus' example of selflessness. In order for you to profit, you have to invest. Like right now, the reason why I know I'm going to profit in my programs, I know I'm going to profit in what I do because I invest freely. I give you point after point. I give you worksheets for free. So I know for a fact, those who really want to take it to another degree, they're going to pay me. I don't have to worry about profiting because I invest. I use my gifts and talents to invest in you all. I don't ask for a dime. I don't. Unless you want more time, of course, I have to do that. I have a family. But when it comes down to this right here, I'm giving. Y'all been watching my videos for years. I give it to you straight. I give it all the, uh, the, the, the talent and the skill. I give it. So I invest. And I know that when I give it for free, then I know God will take care of me on the back end. And last night, T, trust in God. Rely on God's providence and timing, believing that he will sustain and reward you in his way. So in order to profit, you got to be prayerfully guided. You got to have righteous living. You got to seize opportunities. You got to be faithfully committed. You got to invest in others and you got to trust in God. And if any one of those points resonate with you in regards to the mindset programs, go to my website right now, mycoachjosh.com. Go on the coaching tab. Those three top, those three programs are just rebranded because we just finished the first uh, cohort, the first three months. We're coming into the next three. Get it in now. Email me, message me. If anyone knows, let me know what you or whatever it is, and just just fill out the application. But let's get ready to some couple questions so I get out you guys' way. I, Ivan, what's going on? What's up? Good, what's good, my boy? Blessings to you, family. Hey, Christy, hope you well. PTL says, hey, coach.
I'm going to be 24 and I can feel how fast life is going by. I feel overwhelmed on how not to waste my 20s or youth. I want to look back and feel fulfilled on how I use my time. Make sure you say anything else. So let me give you some value, my brother. Put everything in perspective. Everything must be put in perspective, not perspectives of your peers, not even your perspective, God's perspective. How does God see you? The good thing about life is, is that first you got to realize it's a blessing to see 24. The second perspective is I am just 24. And the more that you're self-aware, then you won't dare to waste your years. And life is moving fast, but life is also moving slow. Because right now, I can say I'm 37 years old, and it feels like I was just 17 of the day. But in a grand scheme of things, I'm still a baby. I'm still a pup. I had a 60-something-year-old person told me years ago, I was saying, man, I'm almost 30. I was, I think I was 31, 32. And that, the lady said, you're still a baby. She said, I'm twice, I'm twice your age. That put things in perspective. He says, I feel overwhelmed on how not to waste my 20s. Well, in order to not feel overwhelmed in regards to wasting your 20s, don't focus on wasting, focus on embracing. Because if you, if you always focus on a negative, it will only paralyze. But if you focus on a positive, it will materialize. Whatever it is that you want to happen in your 20s, it will materialize if you focus on the positives. But if you focus on the negatives, you would just be paralyzed. So what I would do is shift your focus from your age and shift your focus from the feelings of overwhelm based upon what you think that you're going to waste your 20s and focus on tasting your 20s. Focus on embracing your 20s. Be present. Sometimes we just waste and we just go through. But if you take the time to taste and see that the Lord is good today, then you will maximize today. Hope to help. TJ says, why is it lately I've been feeling like I'm going through the motions? Plus these last five years, I've been feeling like I've just been existing in life, not really living. He also says, I feel unfulfilled. Uh, I, I think it was, um, uh, I forgot the name of the uh, 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 company that wrote an article and I put it on my website. It says that 900 million people worldwide and 70% of the workforce, it was Fortune, for, uh, Forbes. A website. It says that over 900 million people worldwide and 70% of the United States workforce feels unfulfilled. You know why these individuals feel unfulfilled? Because they're tilling fields that God never told them to till. See, most people went after a career, but never answered God's call. They were called by this college. They was called by this uh, 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 a career, but they didn't answer God's call. You will always feel unfulfilled when you was meant to produce oranges, but you're trying to produce apples. An orange tree will always feel miserable when, it, if it's trying to produce apples. It was never meant to produce apples. But of course, an orange tree can't produce apples because it is instinctively created to produce oranges. But because we have the ability through free will to do whatever we want to do, these are the consequences of not pursuing our purpose. See, most of our purposes got shot down because it did not uh, match the class classifications of what was deemed society. society societal wise of success. So when we was growing up, <clears throat> all we heard was get good grades, get a good job, retire at 65. That's not the way we're supposed to live. 
We were not created for retirement. We were created for fulfillment. So if you work at a job that doesn't align with your values and your purpose in life, you're going to go to work every day getting a paycheck, but you're not feeling fulfilled. <clears throat> so it could be that the reason why you're feeling this way lately is because you're not you're not in a place mentally or there's some type of mental blockage or area in your mind that's keeping you from maximizing the time. Because right now it's purpose moments. Right now, is today is a day of salvation. Today is a day of hope. Today is a day of purpose. So if you're going through the motion, stop. Examine the motions. And it, before you examine the motions, examine the emotions. And before you examine the emotions, examine the commotions. What commotions inside of you is sparking these type of emotions that are that are just paralyzing, causing you just to go through the motions? No, you have to make motion. You can't allow things to make motions through you. You got to be intentional about the motions and the motives and, and how you move. And so the thing is, you're not here by accident. Right now, I want you to think about all the things that you're passionate about. All the things that you can do without sweat, all the things that you're uh, 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 really good at. And then you got to take those goods to God and then watch God turn those good traits into gold traits. And then next thing you know, you will have gold in your crates. Hope that LV says, what's up, Coach Josh? I've been doing a lot of deep diving into my mind, revealing more and more untouched areas. It's a bit of a challenge. How can I overcome these deep-rooted issues on a subconscious level? Great question. If you have, if you are able in this season, check out my mindset program. You guys are about to see a lot of testimonials. A lot of people have become mentally free, have mental clarity on what their purpose is. They are equipped with the tools necessary for them to sustain that mental clarity. And my friend, uh, uh, reach out to me, message me on my website. I'm going to give you value now. But go to my website, mycoachjosh.com. Go into Mindset Mastery. Fill out that application. It'll be resilient sometime this week as far as the branding of it. But go ahead and get your application. And we start back up in October. You will get access to all those materials, but also get access to tools and resources that will, that will based upon your work ethic and based upon your seriousness, will be able to create that opportunity for you to be uprooted for those things. But let's give you some value now. I've been doing a lot of deep diving into my mind, revealing more and more of Ontario. That's great. Self-awareness is the first step. You have to be aware of what it is that's not keep getting you there or whatever that there is. It's a bit of a challenge. How can I overcome these deep-rooted issues on a subconscious level? Well, first you have to understand that a mind can shift in a moment. The Bible says, think on things that are lovely. The Bible says, think on things that are above or set your mind on things above. The Bible says, let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus. So there's a lot of deep root principles and patterns within the word of God. So what I want you to do right now, I want you to look up scriptures on thoughts, mind and mindset. And I want you to take three scriptures that resonates with you. These are spiritual disciplines. Take three scriptures that resonate with you. And I want you to be, start meditating on them. I want you to let those scriptures read you. What things do you, start off with this. What things do you think on regularly? What are those deep rooted things? I want you to, what I want you to get sheet of paper right now, I want you to write down all the deep rooted issues in your life right now, whether it's unforgiveness, whether it's resentment, whether it's um, abandonment, whether it's rejection, those things are deep wounds in the mind, right? I want you to write those things on a sheet of paper and I want you to write down all the people that contributed to those wounds. 
And what I want you to do is before you even feel feelings about those individuals sparking emotions, I want you to turn to God and, and look at God's forgiveness towards you. And I want you to begin to see the parallel that your sins against God cannot compare to the sins against you, whether it was you or someone else. And when you begin to allow that love of God to work on you, it will begin to remove all fears. Now, there's more practical ways, but I don't have time to go through all the worksheets and all the steps. And that's what that program is for. But I want you to start off with that activity first so that you'll begin to say, OK, I see these root issues. I see these bitter roots of resentment. Now I got to be proactive. And what I want you to do is I want you to write down new statements. I want you to write down affirmations. I want you to change the way you talk. Now, also, I want you to change the way you think about those different things, because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Check that program out, family, or type mindset, Joshua Ezzy on YouTube, and see what mindset videos pop out that I think will help you. But I don't have the time to be able to really go through, man, there's so many. I mean, it's, it's I mean, I done did, we don't, I don't took 12 people through this, uh, but reach out to me, family, see how I can help you. Chris says, thoughts on long-distance relationships. Do you have any advice or tips? Great question. Well, if God doesn't want you in it, then it's time to end it. If God didn't lead you in it, then it's time to end it. Because God's grace is sufficient. Only God's grace is sufficient enough for situations like these. Only God can grace a person to do some of the things that we do. Specifically for long-distance relationships, only God can grace that. And so the first thing that I would tell you or advise you to do is to ask yourself, when you first met that guy, what did the Holy Ghost say in your spirit? Let me tell you something. There's, the Holy Ghost is never late in what he, on what he wants you to do. He's never late. All of us can go back to the initial moment when we was in, invested or, uh, or open to a person relationally. We've all felt that check in our spirit, whether no or flow. And a lot of us will we'll say we felt flow. It could be because we grieved the no. So you got to go back and say, okay, number one, what was my temperament like when I met this guy? Was I impatient? Was I eager? Was I desperate? Was I, was I lonely? What was my temperament when I met him? Number two, if we keep doing this, what's the end result? If we end up together, what will be the end result? What what are what are our what are our non-negotiables? What are we uh, 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 compatible on? What do we agree upon? Right. Next, you got to ask: Is this relationship following the scriptures? Is it scripturally sound? Now, people make mistakes. Don't get me wrong. People done kissed and slept and did all stuff. People make mistakes. Understand it. But is the patterns of the relationship scripturally supported right now? And last but not least, is this even God's timing for you to be a relationship right now? If if that person doesn't pass those tests, temperament, E for end result, T for temperament, E for end result, S for scripture support, and T for timing, if that person doesn't pass those tests, then chances are that's not God's best or it's not the best time for it right now. Hope they help. God bless you, Miss Palmer. God bless you. Two more and I got to go real quickly. Jody Summer says, how to cohabitate with a future spouse. I like living alone and having my own space, but I also want to be married. I don't know if I have the patience to live with someone. Well, you don't have the patience to live with someone right now. But if you allow the Holy Spirit and you become a patient in his, in his, in his, in his surgery room, 
then you will end up finding yourself supernaturally patient with someone. See, for instance, when I got married, I didn't have those kind of fears, but I struggled with being inconvenienced. Like when I'm focused on something, I'm focused. And, but I had to get over that because in order for me to cohabitate, cohabitate with my wife, I have to understand that it's not about my life. It's about our life as one. Right. And so there, ha there has to be some investigations on why you're not as patient. And it could be that you're not embracing the situations that's trying to make you a patient person. Right. And so you got to ask yourself, why am I not a patient individual? Why do I like things the way I like them in a way that may not be cohabitatable with another individual? And, and that's and that's good. Like even when my wife and first got together, she was shocked that I used to go into the room, close the door, close the blinds and cut the lights off. She thought I didn't want her to do with her. But because I didn't communicate what what I was doing as a as an introvert, as a person that pours all week, I got to I got to be in darkness. <laughs> Because I shine so much light. I got to be in darkness to refuel, to go back out. And when we begin to communicate, she began to realize, oh, he's not closing the door because he doesn't want to be with me. He's closing the door so he can be the best version of himself to serve me. Right. And so that's why you got to begin to ask yourself, hey, I, it's nothing wrong with living alone, but there's nothing greater than living with the one that God has for you and fulfilling the purpose together. There's no other greater feeling than that. And she got to do some deep, deep searching for that. And says, I don't know if I have the patience. Well, then you got to begin to say, God, cultivate the patience in me because that's a fruit of the spirit. Hope that. Kira Franklin says, how do I overcome fear of connecting with people and fear of commitment? This seems silly, not silly or small. However, I've self-sabotaged many times. Yeah, I've been guilty of that younger. My younger self, I used to self-sabotage things because I didn't deserve, because I felt like I didn't deserve anything. So, so I will come to my own conclusions thinking this is an illusion, but this thing has been proven it was God sent. And then I will try to sabotage it because number one, I didn't feel like I deserved it. Number two, I had imposter syndrome. And number three, I felt like that I was just a uh, 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 same thing. I wasn't good enough. And so you have to realize when you are connected with God and you let God do the connecting, then you'll begin to see yourself projecting a better version of yourself that can connect with others. And then you will begin to find your worth in God because you're connected to God. And then you'll begin to say, you know what? I am God's daughter and I do deserve this, not because of what my effort, but because of what Jesus did across for me. Now I'm an heir and joint heir with Christ. Now God wants to serve this to me because my deserving of it comes from me being sanctified through the salvation process of God, which then puts me in a position to be able to steward it and manage it. But that doesn't become a part of your life until you get connected with God and then find your worth to him. And then you begin to see, oh, man, I, I don't I, why sabotage this? Because I know in whom I believe and I know who believes in me, and who loves me. So greater is he that's in me than whatever it is that I'm facing the world inside you as a young woman. And that you'll be able to say, you know what? I can do this. I can have this because I am loved. You so welcome, TJ. You so much. You so welcome, Kristen. Can you have passion but struggle to create? Yeah, of course. We struggle to create because sometimes we're our biggest critic and, and we have this need to be perfect. I realize that what may not be perfect to me because I'm more critical of myself, it's perfect for them. And what I realized was no matter how it gets through me, the anointing doesn't have to be perfectly pushed through me. It just has to be pushed through me. So when I used to stutter and I used to jumble over my words, I thought it was over. But God, but the people that used to come after, come to me after my message, and I was like, man, I used to, I struggled bad through that. And it was like, no, but I felt it. 
So when you begin to let the creator, see when we struggle to create because we struggle with who we are in the creator's eyes. When I changed the way I viewed myself in light of the creator's view of me, then I stopped struggling with creating. People say I'm good at singing and sing, man. Sing, just sing, just sing every day until you pay to sing one day. Just sing because that's your gift. And, 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 and that's selfish not for you to sing because of whatever it is. But you guys say, I sing to the Lord. And when y'all join my concert between me and God, then you might find your hurts falling off of you. You might find success. Love y'all. Got to go. <clears throat> I'm already past my time. Check out those programs. Check out those books. Uh, I don't have time to go through them. Check out the books on my website. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Catch y'all next time. Peace.